Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Raw Review. I'm Adam Wilborn, one of the Dadly Boys of What Culture, oh. alongside Michael Hamblet and Michael Cedric to review last night's episode of Man Man Man. But get into it. If you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Raw but also SmackDown. Uh, <laughs> you Dynamite, the, the one you love, AW Collision. <laughs> And the show formerly known as NXT. Oh! Premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a very good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick. By God, it's good to be back. It is. I wouldn't have, I would have done a different intro, personally. <laughs> <laughs> I would have said, with myself, Adam Wilborn, Michael Sidgwick, and Michael Hamlet. The Daddy yeah. Boys! Oh, we were talking, me and um, Nicholas were talking about this earlier. I don't know if I have to... Because I tweeted, oh, I'm an official Dadly Boy now. But mm. is there like a like a hazing process or something I have to go through? Or an, an not initiation? One you, not one that you know of. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's called Raising Kids. Yeah. yeah you're going to love it. <laughs> How's it been? It? <laughs> How's it been? Uh, we've missed you, obviously. I miss you. How has it been for you? I think that's what the listeners want to know. They've been listening to us. We've, uh, if anything, talked too much about wrestling in your absence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Most podcasts, uh, in the place of me and we're not really liking recapping the matches, have descended to us like having state of the industry conversations <laughs> for the I think I saw a tweet about this. Where, like SmackDown or something. You're like, we need, we need to talk about what, what's going on in the whole wrestling. Quite world. a lot of that. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, I'm surprisingly. Not as tired as I thought I was going to be, to be perfectly honest. I don't know if that's the calm before the storm or whatever. But yeah, it's great, isn't it? I think it's the beginning of you smashing every aspect of fatherhood. Mm. Like, right from jump. Yes. Which we knew. Thank you for my uh, for my very kind gift from yourself. <laughs> I haven't paid for it yet. Okay. <laughs> you it on my lunch. We'll, we'll not tell the story, shall we? We should point people towards the news. Yes. yes. To see the reveal of this. Person. It's a yeah. brilliant reveal. Yeah. Go and watch the news on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I d- I've forgotten what what we do now. To be you, what you honest. do is you ask us our general thoughts mm. on Raw or the program that we are reviewing, and then we go bit by bit. I, I'll be honest. I'm I'm excited to get back into this, and I'm I'm very excited, obviously, for the five star review review. But I'll be honest. I'm gonna try and get this out of the way as fast as possible because I'm more excited about the NXT preview. Yes. Later. So are we. We have got plans. If you are not usually a regular listener of the NXT review mm, or yeah. preview and you think, I'll just watch, I'll listen rather to the Raw because that's, you know, eventful and, you know, dynamite. 
I think the NXT preview is going to be funny. Well, oh, well, if you haven't watched any NXT recently, neither have I. So we can go through it together. Bit of a spoiler for you now, Wilbur. I mean, since we talked about this yesterday, um, obviously it's great having you back. Mm-hmm. Really pleased to have you back. We think Stax is back today as well. Really? Is yeah, he not been he, here? No, obviously no, all he hasn't, championship he hasn't, commitments. He hasn't, of course. He hasn't made a single appearance. We've been really, really disappointed. So we're hoping that's today. So yeah. it's like double bubble for you. Yeah, that's it. Was it a relief? I'll ask you general thoughts on Raw. Just help you settle back in. Was it a relief to take, like, nearly a month off, have all of these incredible, massive personal life changes, uh-huh. and just know old reliable Fed still go it? Well, the thing is... Watching yeah. this Raw. I saw all the tweets going into it going, well, tonight, end of the McMahon era, you know, TKO's, blah, blah, blah. And then... It's back. And then it, it, was the most, it was the most Vince show ever. I'm like, oh, complete joke. Sean Ross sat tweeting about changes at the last minute. Cody Rhodes not opening the show anymore, but don't worry, we're still getting an opening show promo train followed by impromptu matches and, uh, yeah, just stuff getting thrown together. And then, well, spoiler alert, the return of Nia Jack. I honestly would have been so annoyed. I was, I'd have been more annoyed at missing the return of Nia Jax than I was <laughs> at missing All In, if I'm perfectly <laughs> honest. But All In looked incredible. We'll talk about that, obviously, later on this week on uh, AW Podcasts specifically. Um, but, yeah, it. I'll, I'll be honest... It's been so nice to just get out of the loop of things. Mm. We always talk about sort of taking a break and, and, and dipping out of it. I do have some big news to come back. And, you know, there's a lot of tribalism within wrestling. And, oh, AW better, WWE better, blah, 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 blah. Uh, enough of all that. I have a new scale to measure um, wrestling shows on. And it's, is it better than The Traitors? And uh, to be perfectly oh, honest, no. it's an incredibly high bar that I don't think any show will ever <laughs> reach. Because... You said to me, um, when you because I was like, oh, it's great, you know, paternity leave. It'll be easy. I don't know what I was thinking. And I'll have loads of free time. I'm going to finally get around to watching The Sopranos and The Wire and <laughs> finish watching Breaking Bad. And you said to me, you're not going to do that. No. Because you can't focus enough on it. Yes. You need to watch. You, you talked about like, watching, like, daytime telly, didn't Storage you? Storage Hunters UK was my uh, drug <laughs> of choice. I I went a diff- slightly different direction, but it was it was a sort of nice comforting sort of safety blanket. Is that the phrase yeah, I'm yeah, thinking yeah. of? Anna Louise and I, and Eric, I suppose, um, have just been watching old episodes of Gogglebox. <laughs> that's oh, not, that's perfect. Yeah, that's, perfect. that's nice. And perfect. the only thing that we've said, right, okay, he's asleep, he's taken care of, we've got an, a window here of about an hour, what are we going to watch? It's been the traitors. Um, how many months late to this party? About nine? Something like that. Like, but your timing's smart because there is going to be a second series. Is there? Over here. Like, Fantastic. I haven't watched over the one here. from over there, the American one, because no. apparently there's like pre trained reality TV stars as part uh. of it. Whereas the benefit of the traitors was these were real people being dragged into a format. Yeah. And you get to watch them crumble. It's incredible. Uh, Claudia Winkleman's goaded. Yeah. Gogglebox is the perfect yeah. one because it's all about it, just it's that feeling of just sinking into your sofa. Oh. The music's so wistful and uh, oh, it's just so pleasant. Yeah. It's just so pleasant. So I goggle box for any new parents out there or, you know, imminent new parents. Mm-hmm. Goggle box is such a great choice. Nothing that you need to really pay attention to. My memory isn't of what we did watch so much as what we didn't. I remember, so this is going about like 10 years now, Charlie was in his little bouncy chair and we were just like, oh, he's, he's settled, he's asleep. Mm. Let's put some telly on, let's relax a little bit. And we put on what was then only, I think, the second season of Geordie Shaw. <laughs> oh, Geordie Shaw. Oh what's going God. on with the lads and lasses on Geordie Shaw? <laughs> we had it on for about 15 minutes. There's Charlie in the room. 
First of all, we turned the chair around so he had his back to tell it. He's baby. He's not picking any of this up. No. But then, like, about 50 minutes in, it all got a bit existential. <laughs> and we were like, ah, like, well, we've made one of these. Like, yeah, it, yeah. in 18 years, this little angel becomes one of them <laughs> and never watched it again. <laughs> it was just, it was too soon after the baby was born. We're like, oh, they, then they don't say, they become people and they could become these people. And that's, that's our son. Well, they could, at the bare minimum, interact with these sorts of people. Yeah. And we'd love the first series. The first series that existed before we were parents and realised what adults can become. Yeah. And yeah, that was it, that was it for us and Geordie Shaw. I've told you my Geordie Shaw story, haven't I? Don't think so. I lived in Sandyford at the time that they were filming. <gasps> And I walked home from work one afternoon when they were, must have been filming some kind of day drinking session. Because mm. I saw the cast and like camera operators with the boom mics and they were like instructed, these are pissed during the day. If you see people, be pissed in front of them. And like, Ugh. they were like sort of like oh. going up and going, way. <laughs> and I was just like, I oh. do not, I just set out, I pixelate me. I think <laughs> I said, pixelate me. And then, like, one of the boom mic operators, like, sorry, sorry, sorry. Like, oh, very apologetic. Are you in it? Did you make the final no, no, cut? No. Bas, no. <laughs> I love that as a response. Just please pixelate me. Pixelate me. It's like Geordie Shaw, for anybody that's never seen it or like, it w- finds it on YouTube after we've spoken about it. It's kind of, it's worth it for as long as you can take it. It's one of them shows that feels like everybody will have a limit. How much can you watch these young people getting smashed? fighting, shagging, like the best and worst of humankind over yeah. an hour. How much can you take before you have to give in? I think it's like submission wrestling. Like Shawn Michaels in the ankle lock at WrestleMania 21. How long is too long to hang on? Like what's a realistic amount of yeah. time? Four and mine seasons, was last you Four seasons. Four seasons. Remember the lad that was like, like he sounds like he's attending a WWE party. He had a normal body. But he wasn't super jacked, so they bullied him off the show. <laughs> it was like some guy called like he's like the, all of them were like mega mega yeah. jacked, like wrestlers. And he was like, Greg, we've, Greg, we've taken Greg down the gym. Ooh, look at his noodle arms. And he was like, "What's the problem with looking normal? Are you freak!" <laughs> <laughs> oh God, poor Greg. Yeah, uh, Greg shagged with the socks on. Did he? And he got buried for that. Oh, Greg. So it's like this pl- uh, subplot in the first one. We'll talk about Raw imminently. Yeah. yeah. Where. Um, Greg and James couldn't get any birds back to the house. Yes. Whereas Jay and Gary, Gary, with his, with yeah. his horse cock, <laughs> yeah, were like just honestly, just like perfectly triangular face. Yeah, like very, very just like shag, shag, and shag. Yeah. It's like, come on, man, you haven't nobbed anyone in weeks, man. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Geordie Shaw, man, you gonna shag someone? Oh yeah, out. <laughs> I remember Charlotte going to Gary in the taxi. You just want to shag us. I just want to break your heart. And he shagged her and broke her heart. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> devastating stuff. Yeah. Great show. <laughs> it was horrendous. Geordie Raw. Way hey! <laughs> um, quick dad-related question. Mm-hmm. At what point do you get over praising your child for burping slash pooping? Oh, it's goaded when the, the burping is absolute. When you've had a long winded session, they did adult burps. It's funny. Eric's like, <laughs> um, you say yeah when he burps. <laughs> they, I've, I've already been told off for like <laughs> trying to teach him that already. What if his first word was goaded? Mom, you're goaded. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was found with such a relief when they did something that they're meant to do. Mm. Like, uh, you never really get over it. When they do something that you want them to do to this day, it's still, like, the absolute best thing. Like, when they just comply. Mm. 
So yeah, that's all you end up with. Isn't it? Just, just please comply. If you just do what you're asked, you will have <laughs> the whole of what is left of my horse. If you comply, so like the burp's good because they get a bit irritable when they're gassy. Mm. Oh yeah. So when you do that, it's like, oh yes, <laughs> yes, life's gonna be a little bit better for the next hour. You're proud of yourself for working it through as well. Aren't <laughs> yeah. You? Like oh, I've got the new burping technique, and then it doesn't work in the next time. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. With, it's honestly, it's just, it's a complete minefield, but. Are you into the bib scene or the muslin square game? We were muslins. Because I like the muslins. Square. You keep one of them bad boys over your shoulder like you're working at a bar in the 50s. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just so like they can put milk on it. Yeah, I, I made the mistake the other day of um, we took him out just to go to like Tesco or something. <laughs> big day out. And uh, picked him up out of this, picked him up out of his pram to put him in the, the car seat. And gave him a little like, mm, and I was like, why is his face wet? And I was like, oh, he's been sick all over himself and I've just rubbed my face in it. But it, is weird, it is weird how normalized bodily functions are just like that. Like previously with nieces and nephews, I'd be like, they've done something. Can you, can you mm-hmm. take him? He, he pissed all over my socks on like day three. Easiest bit, man. Yeah, yeah it is. Like it's, I think that's the stuff like people that don't have kids would obviously assume those like, really disgusting poos or other body yeah. functions are the worst bit. You'd stop noticing so quickly and then it's just like, oh, it's the emotional damage. I get it now. <laughs> that's that's what really hits you. Yeah. Um, you got a wildfire. You yeah. Mean. Speaking of putting up with <laughs> um, let's talk about Monday Night Raw. <laughs> um, a very apt end to the uh, McMahon era, so to speak, this show, I thought. Uh, yeah. This was uh, troubling in how Vincian it was, actually. And then... Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like I was... Well, so what it was, I watched this Raw, having basically defended WWE in these... Well, like, Triple H is a different guy. In these long debates. <laughs> I had no idea that Vince was in charge of this. I could not infer it during the single second of it. There was one thing I was suspicious of, and it was the weird Cody Rhodes thing. It felt like something had been dropped or yeah. changed to get what we got with Cody. And then it turns out he himself was booted from the opening segment. And they got rid of like a Viking Raiders match or something. Yeah, I mean, that's it, yeah. No. You would have <laughs> never noticed that. But then the opening segment felt fairly true to the story they're telling. So I, like, I can't hold anything against them for that. Like having Jay so open raw, that's this prestige spot, isn't it? Mm. Like he's not got, we talk about Drew McIntyre later on being the champion in the pandemic. Jey Uso was instructed to go out there and be the game show host, and he did it. So that sort he of did felt they, like Did he do the Monday, Welcome to Monday Night Raw last week? Who did or it last week? week? He's done it. He, I feel like I've seen him he, do no, it. He, yeah, he did it with, sort of in conjunction with Sami Zayn that to get across it. the fact that he basically, he's his only mate, like at the that start of the it. night. So they were in the ring together, but this was his week to do it. So that didn't feel terribly out of place, but the Cody segment did. We'll get to that, I suppose. I don't know what's going on with Cody. I mean, it's just a Triple H slash Vince McMahon production. One of them slightly likes better wrestlers. More. <laughs> <laughs> they both have their, you know, it's just trope trash, isn't it? I'll tell you one thing about this Raw, you know what it reminded me of? It's like the sensation of going back to school where you're dreading it and then it happens and it's like, I knew exactly what was going to happen and I didn't hate it as much as I thought. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I should by rights be so sick of, why, why is Cody Rhodes interacting with Dominic Mysterio again? It's the Judgment Day versus, you know, Sami Zayn or Kevin Owens or someone Every week. And I remember, uh, I don't know if it was because they were loud in the old scope, but mm. I didn't hate this. Norfolk. Yeah, there was the Norfolk. That's Cody Country as well, isn't it? That. He loves all that stuff. I've tried to keep in the loop generally with, with you know, with the big shows. Avoided NXT for the patter. That comes later. Um, it's not hard to avoid either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless someone gets murdered. I've seen that. Yeah. 
Um, but there was... Uh, big Von. Uh, uh, Von, you're dead. Yeah, (laughs) right. But there was, obviously, the last few weeks have just been a complete blur. I had no idea what day it was or anything like that. The only only thing I was like, right, it's all in day. That's kind of the only day that I remembered to to circle in the calendar. But there was one point where I was like, I should catch up on what's gone on on Raw. Just, you know, skim it sort of thing. And there was, I don't know if it was... It was a judgment day against one of Sami Zayn this and Kevin Owens and Cody Rhodes. I watched one of them. I went, I went oh, okay, right, I've watched that. I'll just scan like YouTube for some other... But I'm not going to sit down and watch beginning to end the whole show. <laughs> Why would you do that? And then and then I watched another one. And I was like, oh, I've already watched this one. And then I was like, no, wait a second. Yes. <laughs> they're different dates. They just, it's just a holding pattern for now, isn't it? What yeah. was the pay-per-view? Not payback. Payback? It was payback, and it's fast lane coming up next. Yes. Yeah, payback and... Not a bad time to duck out, really. Payback this, was so mid. Such an on-event. Worst PLE of the year. Was it? Worst WWE PLE of the year. I mean, I, I, I'll be honest, I watched the finishes, effectively. Yeah. I, I quite enjoyed the KO Sammy. Well, yeah, you sat through, what, 12 weeks of one of the worst storylines of the year. Becky Lynch, Trish and missed the only good thing, which was the oh, payoff. Oh, really good. The cage match was legit yeah. great. Um... But obviously, because it was that story, it was more, how the hell did they do that? <laughs> After like, the l- lowest possible expectations were set. Yeah. Yeah, rest of the show. And the either hardcore tag match was really fun, wasn't it? A lot but, of fun. Yeah, mm. rest of the show was rubbish. Uh, so yeah, Jey Uso comes out on, on Raw. Uh, feels good to be out of the bloodline. I, I'm just, I was going to start talking about Jimmy Uso there. I'll save that for the SmackDown thing. Uh, <laughs> he's here on Monday Night Raw. Kevin Owens comes out and says, "Oh, you must you're, you're wrong. This is Kevin Owens' show. I've been in your shoes before. I know what you're going through. I've done a lot of bad things to a lot of people. I've tried to make a change, but it takes a long time to earn the trust of others. Uh, still, people in the locker room don't trust or respect me. Um, Drew McIntyre and Matt Riddle aren't the only two who don't want you there. There's people who haven't spoken to me for ages coming up and saying that they don't want you here." Um, I know Cody seems fine with it, and Sami Zayn welcomed you with open, open arms, but that's it. You've got a long way to go to earn my respect uh, and prove that you're not the same scumbag that hung with the bloodline. And then um, I've obviously been out of the loop for a while, but they were then interrupted by um, tag champs. That's Finn Balor, Senor Money in the Bank, and Dirty Dom. No Rhea Ripley, but I think, if I remember rightly, collectively, they're in the f- Judgment Day. Anytime someone says the other side at the moment, and Louise just says, don't. <laughs> it's just like a muscle memory reaction. Now, what was, oh, you were there when she shooshed me, wasn't it? Was, yeah. that, was that a year ago? You got shooshed. Yeah, Great North Run. Yeah. Yeah. Still happens. <laughs> uh, so they come out, and uh, Priest tells Kevin Owens that you don't speak for the locker room. They run the show. Uh, Priest says that our door's always open. Um, Dom turned us down a thousand times, but now, look, he's the best version of himself and a champion. Um, Dom tries to talk and just gets sweet and booze out of the arena. Um, I don't think, I think he said something, but I can't remember and I couldn't hear him anyway. Um, no one cares. Uh, Priest. You get the gist with Dominic. Priest says, oh, we're meant to have a match against, <laughs> against you and Sammy to Kevin Owens. And again, I've not been watching, but I, even I was like, I'm oh, not another one. <laughs> uh, and uh, he says, oh, Sammy's not here, but I'll fight all three of you on my own. Uh, and Jay says, no, I've got you back. I'll be your partner tonight. And Owen says, let's do it. Jay super kicks Dom, and they, they kick the judgment day out of the uh, out of the ring. And I thought, oh, the main event's set. And then they went to a break and came back, and the match was set right there. Yeah, I'm not going to defend this, the babyfaces fight the judgment day every week. It's a long old road to war games, a match that obviously setting up featuring 
Potentially Everything just... you've seen for the past three months, but in a cage. <laughs> is that the tagline? With, yeah. With maybe, with maybe an Uso on either side. I think that's what this is going to be about. And that's going to be... <laughs> the, the clown on SmackDown in this one. Uh, I love this Jace, I think. Sidge rages about how much I like this Jace storyline, but I really do. Mm. Like he's come, Great reactions. He's, yeah, he's like come to Raw. He, and what's great for Jay and he probably won't like people saying this, is that he's got the ideal contrast because Jimmy's floundering on SmackDown and Jay looks like a massive yeah, star he's, he's in contrast. Is like, it like the, the, when they get the ugly girl to stand next to Meg in family? There's a bird, I need a bun for this. We'll bond back. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, well, I don't know what they do. I don't know, we'll talk about Jimmy on the Shane Basil in the chamber. I've spent cumulative like maybe three hours trying to pass what's going on with Jimmy Uso on these podcasts. God. So thank you for not making me do it again. Okay. <laughs> Jay gets this massive reaction. He's yeah. got this thing, you know, the SummerSlam thing that like went viral at the time with a crowd of their arms. Like he's got a bit with the fans. That's great. Kevin Owens, uh, Laying out the exposition for you. For you, it felt like. Mm-hmm. Because last week, Jay Uso does come back. He's brought to Raw by Cody. Mm-hmm. There's some significance for this for SmackDown because Raw's going to lose a member of the roster, which feels like that'll matter as well. There's like They're doing a trade, haven't they? Yeah, Trade compensation. Yeah, yeah. Trade compensation for the brand split that doesn't exist. <laughs> it does day work every but show. But the Fed's coated and it's cooking. So. Um, <laughs> Sitch doesn't get it right. I, I'm going to explain this character to Sitch because I don't think he fully gets it right. Jay Uso at the moment is trying to... Figure out where he sits in the Monday night. I'm looking at my watch and it's... I'll explain it to you. It's quite a big story they're telling. Ada, we could never. What's going on, right? It's like Jey Uso... Like, looks haven't changed then. Looks around yeah. the roster and he kind of like doesn't know who his friends are, who his enemies. Oh He's my kind God, of, it's a story. Oh my God. <laughs> I see this in every single entertainment no, medium but, ever. But you've never seen oh one like... Oh my God, I can't believe it's a story, guys. No, what's happening is WWE... And now what's happening no, is just <laughs> not... That good? They're attempting something that's never been done before. Like Jay's kind of like an anxious millennial Samoan, and he's being courted by a stable that wear purple, say. right? Like, are the stable that wear purple his friends, mm. or like should he go with the likes of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? In, in that way, is it kind of wrap like, your head around it, Sid, if you can. Yeah. In that way, is it kind of like Hannah and the Traitors? Because I, I saw one relate, <laughs> relating everything to right now. Everyone should go and watch the Traitors. Getting some real uh, Boss Baby Two vibes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I like this. Um, last week it was Drew and Riddle, and it felt like it was there to remind you that Drew's pretty pissed off with life on Raw. Doesn't really like being friends with Riddle, but they've obviously had to move somebody else into this spot well, because... he's just the absolute idiot. <laughs> yeah. Moron who everyone just resents. Which, like he symbolises the downfall of people. Couldn't pull the trigger with Randy Orton. We got anybody else that could believably hate Riddle. There's like a line of people <laughs> arms up, throwing their hands up quicker than Roman. Have we got anyone who has worked probably more three-star matches than anyone in the past 12 years. <laughs> <Drew. laughs> That's the guy. We've got any uh, black trunk and boots guys? Yeah, him right there. Yeah, we've got the Scottish Randy Orton. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I kind of buy <laughs> I buy this Jey Uso top babyface on Raw thing. Sam, mm. how's to buy this frigging thing? Uh, but aye, then we get a match that you just feel like you've seen so many different versions of it. It was hard to... Be that pumped for it. Well, yeah, like I say, it's nice to, to to come back and not be completely like, sorry, what the hell's going on? It was just straight back in promo train. Can they coexist? No, they can't. Oh, right. Can they coexist? Promo train. Baby faces against the Judgment Day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they couldn't hate it. You, that well, much. This is the thing you don't. It's Triple H, the plotter. The, the game Triple H. <laughs> that plotter. That plotter. That plotter plots, and you're like, oh, good. The plot. The plot played out as I wanted. They, they, Everything feels like a six. <laughs> they, they the plot thickens, as does his kiak. Does so. 
So they work pretty well <laughs> early on. Thick in the plot, does it as well? The, the plot plots. <laughs> plot plots. <laughs> they work pretty well. Um, Dom's, you know, running interference on the outside. He chop blocked Owens, who's got a dodgy knee, obviously, from the past few weeks. Um, Jay gets the hot tag, though, runs wild. Um, Balor gets his knees up on a splash. Owens comes in, gets cut off going up top. Balor comes in, but gets caught with the fisherman buster off the top. Uh, Priest has to break. Oh my God. That was great, yeah. Priest has to break it up. Jay goes to super kick Damian Priest, but of course, Priest moves. Jay super kicks Owens. Priest takes Jay out of the ring, uh, and Owens gets hit with the coup de gras by Finn Balor. One, two, three. Post match, Jay's like, I didn't mean it. And Owens just limps to the back. Wrestler's dumb. Shouldn't be this dumb. Um, there's accidental super kicks in loads of matches. But I understand because already everybody's trust with Jay is quite fragile. This is all it takes, I suppose. I wish, truthfully, they were a little bit more creative with the finish here. An accidental super kick has happened between brothers with the Usos, with the Young Bucks. It's happened in multiple tag matches. And you can do much worse to your tag partner accidentally as long as you're trying. So for Owens, a guy that came out, and said, yeah, like, nobody trusts me. I've done some bad stuff to people's faces. He knows the difference between an accidental attack and the one on purpose, and I wish they'd come up with a more creative way to tell the story because I do like the story. I'm going to be nice and consistent here. I went, they did a similar thing with Guevara and Jericho who were on the outs on Dynamite, Mm -hmm. and um, there was miscommunications in their match. And the way I framed it on Dynamite, and I will do so about Raw because I'm fair and consistent, or at least I tried to Mm -hmm. be, is that... You are having like a, a, a tiff with a missus. You interpret like quite innocuous remarks. Yeah, it's like, uh, oh, what you say it like that for? I didn't say it like, I didn't say anything. Oh, that's the way you said it. That sort of thing. Yeah. When you are prepared to go to war with someone, right? Or you're just really annoyed with someone, and like the little things they do, you just perceive everything as a slight mm-hmm. against your against you. Maybe that's what they're going for with this miscommunication. You're only allowed, like Jay Uso's only allowed to make one mistake with people because he's walking like a yes. tightrope. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, Raquel Rodriguez is fighting um, Rhea Ripley. For, oh, I forget what this title's called. What's the title called? It's the Women's World Championship yeah. in the main event tonight. She's uh, seen backstage warming up. Uh, she's apparently been getting advice from Natalia for some reason. Um, <laughs> well, <Wilbur's> back. <laughs> 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 Back with the boys again. All right, good. Absolutely so oh good. Right. So we see Looking that. Looking on the side from morning to night. That's living all right. That's living all right. Living all right. That's your Fagan from Metallica. <laughs> yeah. It's the correct band, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, so we see that, and then we see Jay try and apologise to Owens backstage, calls it a miscue. Owens not having it, uh, and says, "Why aren't you going? Why aren't you going to join the Judgment Day and die red purple?" Basically, got him. <laughs> <laughs> we get a uh, video package of that brilliant Chad. I watched that Chad Gable Gunther oh, match. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, brilliant uh, to finish to cement the world uh, the record breaking reign. And then you see Imperium pull up, all decked out. They look great, didn't they? Yeah. I find it quite difficult seeing Gunther in a seat because it's been said that I sometimes look a bit like him. It's like, wow, it's been a long time since I looked like him. <laughs> been nice to look like him again. <laughs> my sister's, well, my niece's christening is happening in October. And I'm thinking, do I like do something about my body? <laughs> because am I going to fit into my suit? Oh, the stress of buying like, a new suit. <laughs> and I might have to buy a new suit. Imagine that. 
I could either time travel, go back in time like a month or two, and just sort myself out, or I have to buy a new suit. You know what it turns out is goaded in situations like this? As they're like, they will knock you a suit together for like 20 quid. Will it? I, it's like fall apart material. Like, you're not going to get more than a couple of wears out of it, but it's like, I'm in a difficult time in my life, waste. Like, jacket size wise, go and treat yourself to an Asda one. You'll get super cheap, genuinely. What are the fits like? Uh, not great, brother. But, uh, <laughs> these, like, these are uh, difficult times. It's right? like baggy in there. No, you can get like slim cut ones. All right, that's all. But that's all I, I want. like, it's, you know. Slim cut large. It's that is the <laughs> absolute epitome. The absolute epitome of like hiding a truth to yourself. Yeah. Some poor soft from the deli counter is not coming out with a tape measure around the next day. Right, Mr. Sidrick, let me just measure you up for your suit. And by the way, do you want some fish right here? I'm in, that, <laughs> I'm in that thing where it's like, I'm a medium. I'm a medium. I fit easily into some of my mediums. Why is that medium not playing? <laughs> <laughs> Why is that medium not playing long? It's different shops, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. different shops. It is different shops. Yeah, I, I know. Why are some mediums? I don't know. <laughs> different shops. So many shops for me are doing the size up from my large. I just want to say, why am I in XL in like so many shops? What's going on with all the shops? <laughs> yeah, Americanizing these sizes, ridiculous. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Uh, then we got the Miz versus Security. <laughs> so, uh, Skip. I'm not oh. watching. Uh, no. <laughs> they, were, they fought before, didn't they? And he like stole a win. Is that right? I can't remember. We've got a preview, a match on the podcast later on NXT, where Akira Tozawa is basically in the NXT equivalent of the G1. Yeah, He's no. getting squashed by the Miz on Raw. Oh, God, yeah. When he hit him with three school crushing finales. Yeah, I'm trying to find the, the button, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, three school crushing finales. He's fighting fine, fine early on that. Three finishes. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, enough of all that. It's now time for this. It's short. It's crap. It's wrestling related. The five-star review review. Nailed it. And this week's five-star review review comes to you. I'm not to watch anything. 
No. All right, good. From uh, <laughs> Coach Marv. Uh, hey, yeah, Coach, Marv. Hey, Coach Marv. Yes, you uh, you can either submit one on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating, and then leave your review on there. Or like Coach Marv has done, uh, leave us a five-star rating, screenshot it. We need the proof. And then email it to me, adam.wilborn at whatculture.com. Um, I promise you, I was telling you this morning, I picked this before last night's Raw, but it's very apt, mm. considering what's gone over the last week or so. Uh, Coach Marv writes, greetings Adams and the da- Adam and the Dadleys. He wrote this before the Eric arrival. Uh, this isn't my first five-star review, but I thought I'd get in touch to say that since the last time, a lot has changed. Most notably, by the time of recording, I hope to be listening, having just come back from the mountains of Austria. Oh, good day, mate. Uh, engaged to my wonderful partner, Gemma. An asshole. Throw another shrimp on the barbie. You have all mentioned the not-so-glorious days of the pandemic recently. And whilst it's true that wrestling was unique during this time, the podcast continued to cement itself as the world's best. Yeah. Wait a second. Oh, where's that? This is the world's best podcast right (laughs) here. Hang on. And I mean, (laughs) folks, where's the lie? Uh, it got me thinking how, how crucial it was for everyone going through the global bastard and just as crucially how Adam Nicholas used a table to perfectly portray Superman in a silent film. That was when we were doing, you know, sometimes we do the, the like video Q&A pods yeah. at home and it was me and Nicholas and we were doing one and Phil had set it, Phil set it up. He was doing it on his computer. But Phil was like, they don't need any help with this. He wasn't on it. He was just, just running it. He went and took the dog for a walk, and the audio went out. <laughs> so no one could hear us, but we also couldn't stop the stream. So we did wrestling charades. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Nicholas did, I think, Superman punch by getting a towel and pretending it was a cape. And I did Snitsky by sniffing one of Anne Louise's shoes. <laughs> uh, with that being said, for this week's five-star review review, I wonder if you could give a quick rundown of the magnificence of... Lana and her death by a thousand table storyline, a weekly episodic masterpiece all to itself. Uh, this will also give you a chance to further plug What Culture Wrestling's fantastic compilation video. Yeah, if you want to watch all the times that Nia Jax put Lana through a table, uh, it's on our YouTube channel now. Um, as always, much love to you all. Thanks for the continue- Can watch something else after it because that's not monetized. Yes. <laughs> yeah, please, yeah. As always, much love to you all. Thanks we for listen to that. Yeah, yeah. Continued efforts to entertain us and a reminder that we love you and wish you nothing but success. Thanks, Marv. Thank you to Coach Marv for that lovely review. Um, Havlet, take us back to oh god, take us back to the pandemic and um, uh, Lana being consistently put through a table by one Nia Jax. We've gone over a lot of pandemic stuff lately. It feels like in the five star review review, and it, more than ever in WWE. And think around that covers stuff just happened, didn't it? Yeah. Like, people would just be out there to have long matches to fill TV time. The Thunderdome existed. Like, stuff just went on. Raw was Underground. It, it, uh, Alistair Black and... Apollo Crews. 27 minutes. 27, yeah. 27 minutes. minutes. Unacceptable. Uh, Duke Bloody Hudson, before he was ever uh, enrolled in Chase U, was in a stable with uh, MVP. Vink! The Vink, Vink, yeah. You know, like, just stuff happened. And, honestly, you could have put a gun to my head, and I wouldn't remember how this started, other than that we saw, like, nine to ten weeks of it. Mm-hmm. So I went back and double-checked how it came about. And there was still no real story to that. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler were set to defend the tag titles against Ruby Wright and Liv Morgan. Oh, yeah. And to threaten them, I guess. Nia Jax put Lana through a table. <laughs> that was how the story started. And this is like two weeks away from Clash of Champions. And then the second week, they're facing uh, Liv Morgan and Natalia, your mate. 
I guess, to get a bit of revenge on Nijax. Wasn't and the real story, however. Miro debuting in AEW yes. yeah. and saying, you can take your brass ring and shove up your ass. In response to which, Vince McMahon said, well, we'll get your wife's ass and smash it through a table. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it ten times, so ten one. That's, that's a real quiz. Ten one, that's a real quiz. And in a very Vince move, had to make it happen at least one more time than his dumbass son's stupid underground fight pit thing. It outlasted Raw Underground. Yeah, that's like, literally one of the comments here. It came a race. 300 Devastator writes, I also echo the sentiments of the Dudleys that it's amazing this lasted longer than Raw Underground. <laughs> that's one of the YouTube comments. It's a Vince move. Yeah. I think we were, we were tracking it at the time on the podcast, I think. Ah. Yeah. Because it was just... Ah, ah, it's it was, like, it was oh, Raw what? Underground's terrible. Lana's getting put through a table and... Remember the stable that whenever they added a new member got oh worse? God. Alina Vegas. Oh, God, I. Austin Theory, Andrade was in it yeah. for a bit. And they would just leave. <laughs> They'd be like, we've got a new member, fresh start, we've lost. This was it. Like, we would track how long they would keep going with ideas because everything was terrible. Like, <laughs> they just threw anything at all. Heard business versus Apollo Crews every week for like three yeah. months. And you know, like, the stories are Vince's, you know. <laughs> like, is like, he forgot that he's done this? <laughs> like, has he? And then it's like, there are like dark Twitter rumors that indicate that, yes, he's gone, right? Okay, that's right. Apollo Crews. Oh, actually. And like the writers would go, does he not know <laughs> that this is the third consecutive month of that match? And you're not going to say, Vince, you stupid old. <laughs> <laughs> you're fing wrong. Daft. Put the uh, street profits out there in front of some of Florida's youngest friends. Yeah. <laughs> Get me some 60 year olds. One, one brave person does finally say, uh, Vince, we've done that before, and he just gets the Mitch McConnell stare. <laughs> <laughs> Retribution. He did it twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's all that one. <laughs> it's fine, though. Didn't the, his, like, advisor try and, like, gaslight the press as well? Yes. Can you, uh, can you speak up, please, when you're asking? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the issue here. Speak up, and then did the face of, come on, dickhead. It's like... Uh, so I watched Mitch, this. you work your absolute ass. Off. <laughs> <laughs> I watched this. I watched this compilation of like nine times Lana got put through the table, right? And I wrote some notes on some of them. So yeah, one of the first ones, Riot Squad, were like, oh, oh bloody hell, oh it's fine. They just she's just putting Lana through a table. That doesn't affect me whatsoever. They just do the belt sign. <laughs> on the third time, uh, Nia Jax picks up Natalia and Lana pulls. Holds and tiger off her shoulders and then just looks at Nia Jax like she forgets what she's supposed to do. And Nia Jax goes, Pick up my three and The fourth time, there's some utterly pointless battle royal. No idea what's going on. And uh, it's like, Oh my God, they can't coexist. Shayna Baszler's helped eliminate her tag team partner in this battle royal. And she goes, I'll put Lana through a table then. <laughs> Byron, Sexton, Byron Saxton literally says, Oh, not again. <laughs> on commentary. Uh, the fifth time, <laughs> I knew you were. The fifth time, Nia just slaps her and goes, "Oh, Lana!" And poor Samoa Joe's just there, looking on, going, "What am I doing? What am I doing here?" <laughs> uh, the sixth time, right? I thought oh, we could do uh, see if you can how well you can remember this. The sixth time, Lana qualifies for Survivor Series. Nia hugs her, and then it's like, "Why aren't she letting her go?" And she goes, "Go clean the table," and puts her through the table. There. Do you remember the Survivor Series team? Or team or on Team SmackDown for Survivor Series 2020. Oh! It's time to play the game! Time to play, time the, to game. play the game! <laughs> she were on it. Yep. On what team? 
Uh, so Lana and Nia Jax are team Raw. So they're teammates. Shania Baszler? Yeah. Two more. The Riot Squad? Nope. Or Ruby and Liv now? Uh, Ruby and Liv are on Team SmackDown. With Tamina? No Tamina. Tamina's on Raw? Tamina's not on there. All right, where should be? <laughs> Bailey on Team SmackDown. Bailey was on Team SmackDown. Sasha? No. Now she has title business. Yeah. Possibly working that goat feud with Carmella. Uh, Sasha worked Asuka. Ah, also good. Was this the one with the uh, MIDI version of The Undertaker? Yeah. Yeah. Natalia? Natalia, yeah. Team SmackDown. Is this the Pizza Battle Royal show? Uh, I don't... Was this the egg? This is the jewel on the (laughs) pre-show. The Miz won the the jewel brand Battle Royal by eliminating Dominic Mysterio last. Oh, it must have been the following year, yeah. Oh, Team Raw did a clean sweep in the Men's Survivor Series match. I don't even remember who's That um, was the opener, wasn't it? Yeah. Sheamus was that on the Riddle Raw? was like, uh, Rollins was like, nah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not working that prick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sarah Logan involved? Nope. You've got one member of Team SmackDown. You should get a team member of Team Carmella. SmackDown. Carmella? No. Bigger star? Naomi? No, still Charlotte? A, still a big star. In, no, close. Becky? No. Maternity, wouldn't she? Pando. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> I'm doing the hair to try. Oh, Bianca. Oh, Bianca Belair. Who are the two, other two members of Team Raw? Absolutely slumming it in this elimination match. Oh, God. God. Uh, team Raw. Who have we got? You've got uh, Nia Jax, Lana, and Shayna Baszler. Two more, two more, more people to get. We bet you because she was uh, Predators. The only thing I remember this match was Lana being scared to get in the ring and like stood on the steps and Nia Jax was like, you stupid idiot, Lana. I bet if you get in the ring, somebody would have put you through a table. Someone like me. And then like Lana does something <laughs> brave and then still gets put through finished, a table. No, it finished by count out. Yeah. That was, that was the finish. Is Lena Vega? No. Mickey James? No. <laughs> I can't even remember who got fired and who didn't. Uh, Kyrie Sane? No. Just remembered her getting knocked all hour by Nia Jackson in the pandemic. No. Uh, it was Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce. No, never in a million years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, Peyton bloody Royce in the work rate era. Remember that? Like having like... What potential haunts me? Like, okay, matches in the Thunderdome. Yeah. Like, that one finish that she did. Wilborn lost it for, like, three weeks. <laughs> Shove a G1 up your ass. Look at this. Twisting DDT or something. Uh, and then in the eighth week when she gets put through the table, whoever edited the video for What Coach Wrestling has added, hello, darkness, my old friend, to every single one of her getting put through the table, which nice. is excellent That's work. got Phil or Nicholas all over it, that yeah. one, uh, Who was the person... She got put through a table nine weeks in a row, or nine tables at least. I'm not sure it was nine weeks or whatever. Who apparently stopped her from getting put through a tenth table? Not in not on in story, like backstage. We're not having that happen. <sighs> one isn't a vile misogynist. It's like process of elimination, <laughs> isn't it? Nobody. I don't know. Um, Dana Warrior. Steph McMahon. It, <laughs> it was, uh, it was uh, Roman Reigns, apparently. Because he said, oh, me and Drew have got a spot for Survivor Series. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't do it at Survivor Series. What I don't, what I don't that remember. boring ass champion versus champion. Yeah. Just, Drew, get back in your box, mate. Big dog's back. I love the idea of, oh, 
uh, he's looking after. It's getting a bit of humiliation now. It's a burial. Yeah. I can do it next week, just not tonight. Yeah. <laughs> do as many times as he wants, as long as the big dog's not doing it. <laughs> what I don't remember is, so I remember that building up to Survivor Series, and we were like, oh, okay, well, they, she's going to get a redemption at Survivor Series, and her redemption was just not being the person counted out, effectively. Yeah. Um, and they were like, well, there you go, that fixes it. Yeah. Um, but what? why was there such a gap between that and a tables match between Nia Jax and Lana, which went on in February of 2021. <laughs> Stuff just happened, didn't it? <laughs> just, yeah. Do you know how many views that video's got, though? 8 million. 2.5 million. It's the my, I forgot it was the My Hole yeah. match as well. Uh. So she does the leg drop on the thing. Oh, my bloody bum. And then just Lana pushes her through a table, and they were like, oh, that's, there you go. Do you know, that's good work from Nia. Ahead of her finally getting a comeuppance. Got to steal, steal, steal the moment for a meme. That's good, Pat. This is why it's good she's back. I'm, I'm delighted she's yeah, back. I, didn't, I was surprised at the anger on the timeline that Nia Jax was back. So I was like, you are ignoring the possibility of high banter. Yes. Um, so we go to the comment section. They might be worried about her injuring people. Oh, yeah. There is that. There is that high probability. <laughs> <laughs> um, go to the comment section. Once again, to reiterate, these do not reflect the views myself, the Dadly Boys, or anyone at What Culture Wrestling. You, you, this does not represent the views of the Dadly Boys or anyone at What Culture Wrestling. Yes. Mm. You're a Dadly Boy. I I, I, honestly, just... It should, should be a badge of honour, mate. <laughs> it's been weird doing these podcasts when the views have just reflected the views of the Dadly Boys and What Culture, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, back in this disgraceful You're a Dadly zone. Boy now. Yes. yes. Get it uh, right. So I mentioned the, the comment about you guys saying this has lasted longer than the Raw Underground. Uh, Reem writes... <laughs> I'm I'm so glad Lana's getting opportunities to finally show us all the hard work she's gone through. I can't wait for her to win her first championship in WWE. How was getting put through a table nine weeks in a row? That's growth. There you go. That's that's three steps away from winning the world title. These people have been broken brained into thinking that if they get buried and buried and buried, like Daniel Bryan, for example, <laughs> that that all right, okay, that means they're gonna be successful. That's how it works here. Yeah. That's how they build stars, they bury them. You know how um, loads of people with the Bloodline storyline like, where's the Oscar? Come on. Uh, Slim Vice writes, someone needs to hire Lana to be a stunt double in a movie. She's taking those Samoan drops like a pro. <laughs> a pro wrestler. <laughs> uh, then it starts taking a turn. Oh, Max the cock thickens. <laughs> I don't tune into a Raw anymore, but if I did, it'd be to see Lana. Uh, right. Starting. Uh, I'm on hand if you need help as well. Yeah, there's one. There's the last one I, I will need your help with. <laughs> I've got to be honest. <laughs> uh, I don't necessarily need your help with this from com Confusing 97. And a, a classic trope comes back with a little, <laughs> like, you know, like, oh, I wish I was the bottom rope or whatever. Yeah, yeah I wish I was the table. Yeah. <laughs> Close. Confusing 97 writes, oh, Oh, I wish she'd put me through a table. Or just suck on me. <laughs> suck on me. Where? Where confusing 97? Do you want to get sucked? Zero to 100, man. You could have just skipped the table a bit. Yeah, no, no. You just want the full sex. You don't need to mention it. <laughs> She's not going to be like, oh, okay. <laughs> softly, softly, is it? Yeah. I'll suck us off. A couple of hard to get with the table. Uh, I st I'm, did a bit of detective work here as well. And uh, <laughs> the Miz Mizanin writes, My cock hard, bruh. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? My cock hard, bruh. 
Like, Bruh, okay, okay. I was wondering what that last bit was. Uh, <laughs> and the final, the final one, do not affect the views of the Dadly Boys or anyone at What Culture Wrestling, comes from uh, Junior, Junior Joy. Um, Ooh. I need, I need your help with, with this one, Sage. Because <laughs> they've written. <laughs> they've written. I'm not... Uh, <laughs> I'm not a cow. <laughs> Where's this going? I'm not a cow, but she made me spill the milk. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that just from Daisy? Is that, is that <laughs> I don't think it was. It's just coming back for the, the NXT preview later. <laughs> So he says he's not a cow. Yeah. But he spilled the milk. Yeah. <laughs> what could he possibly... And why is he written moo? Because he said he wasn't a cow. Sid, so explain how a cow types. Right, okay, okay. So he's not a cow, but he spilled the milk. Uh-huh. Now, he's not talking about the dairy product. Milk. Cows don't spill milk. They don't. That's get you know, milk. My <laughs> bloody hell, it's gone everywhere. He spilled his milk. I think... What, what's his name? What's that? His name, obviously. Uh, Junior Joy. Junior Joy. That's a weird name. I would not be putting that on the internet if I was that person. Um, s- milk is a synonym uh, for jism. That makes sense. He's like, oh, moo. <laughs> and he just spilled everywhere. Moo. All, all it, <laughs> and it was, you know, tissue, sock, <sighs> shit on the floor, animal. I don't know, but he's, he's calm. Thanks, co- thanks Coach Marv. That's a good one to come back to. Yep. <laughs> if you want to suggest something short, crap, wrestling related for us to review, uh, do so on Apple Podcasts or leave us a five-star rating on Spotify. Screenshot it. Need the proof. And then email it to me, adam.wilborn at whatculture.com. So the Miz put uh, Kira Tazar, we go backstage with Byron Saxton, who's got a goatee now. Uh, he's there with Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, she says, Rhea Ripley's taken over the women's division. Uh, everyone loses to fear before they even step in the ring. I'm not like everyone else. Was that a subtle Nia Jax tease? Yeah. Awesome. You know, this is a device. It's called foreshadowing. Yeah. And um, people will get their minds blown by the <laughs> by this. Uh, but Dom's banned from being ringside. Um, Ripley's going to learn a lesson. Um, she's going to get a taste of her own medicine, effectively. Uh, and then Jackie Redmond's chatting to Shayna Baszler, um, who says, Zoe Stark surprised me last week with her efforts. Then Chelsea Green shows up and says, I'm looking for a new partner because mine isn't medically cleared. And Baser says, let's have a fight then. And Piper Niven shows, what's going on here? So Piper Niven became tag team champions with Chelsea Green. Oh, of course, because Sonya's injured. Yeah. Uh, and they made lots of jokes about how the belts were cursed. And then Piper Niven got injured. No. <laughs> well, got ill, as it turns out. Oh, okay. Because there was a bit of a gag last week that Chelsea Green was going to have to find a new partner. And then Piper Niven's like, no, I'm fine, actually, so I'm champion again. So it's reset to where it was when Piper Niven first took the belt. Looked like Chelsea Green was going to do a really fun bit. She'd sort of set up online herself about auditioning for a new partner. I certainly saw something about this. And then it was clearly one of them things where, like, within the writer's room, I'd do it to be like, they don't. And then they just put Piper Niven in the shot. So, no. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, Anyway, Gunther's Intercontinental Championship celebration. Ludwig Kaiser did his brilliant interruption. They had uh, interruption, introduction even. They had the pillars. They had the big entrance for Gunther. Uh, He stands there. It looks resplendent. The IC title. Says he rewrote history to the surprise of no one. He's the longest reigning and greatest IC champion in history. And I mean, (laughs) 
Folks, where's the lie? I'm only saying, I'm only doing that because... It's true. Well, well, how many years will be there when people are like, oh, God, restore the prestige of this belt, and then they've finally done it. Yes. Yeah. Finally, they've got around to it. He kind of took the piss there, didn't he? He was like, you know, ah, oh, I should pay tribute to... Nobody, because I'm not like the rest of the losers that pay tribute to everyone. Yes. I'm the best one. Uh, Chad Gable interrupts, talks about their main event last week. Uh, he's still feeling it this morning when he woke up. Congratulates Gunther. Gable gets invited into the ring. Says, you, I saw that look in your eyes after the match, though. You knew that I gave you a better fight than anyone else during your reign. Uh, I saw that horse shot of his kids as well, sitting on the front row, crying their eyes out. And uh, Gable references that, saying, that's because of you, Gunther. Um you wouldn't know what it felt like. You have to be a parent to understand. It lit a fire under me that won't burn out until I make this right. Uh, I beat you once. I'll do it again. Uh, I don't know when or how I'm going to get the opportunity. But when I do, I swear to God, I'm winning that championship. And my daughter is walking out with a smile on her face. Uh, and Gunther's like, you do really want to drag your family around just to watch you lose again. Uh, and you're just using them of trying to gain sympathy. You're a terrible father. That fires Gable up. He fights. But, of course, the numbers game... Otis comes out to make the save, but he's still three on two. And then, out of nowhere, Tommaso Ciampa runs down with a chair. Is this a thing that they've been building for a no, while? No, this is pretty much sudden. Yeah, out of nowhere. Ciampa's been doing a thing that's mostly been online, um, where he's trying to find Johnny Gargano. It's all been online. And that plays in, yeah, that pretty much. He's like, that plays into the finish, obviously, of the match. Wasn't he alive and it losing to, like, almost? Yeah, that's the funny thing, is that he's back. It's another one of those Chelsea Gargano Green things. couldn't get him tell you if he was 11 foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> This ga- I am drunk on the sentiment that is being shared online quite a lot at the moment that they have a fast lane main event here Ooh. on their hands with Chad Gable and Gunther. And indeed, possibly a title change if you want yeah. to do it. Uh, the, main ev- the Raw match last week was fantastic. The kid played a part magnificently well. Like it just It's all felt so real that they have definitely taught themselves into a main event spot. And of all the people to kind of carry that sentiment, it's Chad Gable. I'd rather that than a Shinsuke... Uh, oh god, I can't be asked for that anymore. Yeah, that's 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 done and dusted. This Chad Gable Gunther promo exchange was fabulous. Yeah, absolutely fabulous. Highlight of the show, and then the match happened and preemptive. Uh... <laughs> oh my god! For that, yeah. Uh, Xavier Woods just backstage with Drew McIntyre. Uh, why are you talking trash about Kofi Kingston? He says, he says, uh, why, is, why don't Kofi speak, be a man and speak to me himself? Uh, and Wood says, are you jealous that he won a world title in front of 82,000 fans at WrestleMania and you did it in an empty arena? How many? 82,000. Yeah, how many? I've got 104 friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they set up a match, basically. I like this. 82,000. That is, maybe it's I should right. add my radar on. I didn't like, even pick that up until you... That is Vince. It, yeah. That is, oh, Vince is, Vince is big. We were in that building. Like they were not 82,000 Didn't feel as many people as were in Wembley Stadium, did it? No. Um, when you were trying to leave. Yeah. <laughs> that monstrosity of a stage. You were... Uh, when we seen them trying to back up, was it Batista's car? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we can't get it back in, Jeff. The worst part about that, of course, is that... Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it wasn't my car. <laughs> what was worse, Sage? Because I didn't travel back with you at WrestleMania 35. The journey back to our hotel... After All In, or your journey back to the hotel after WrestleMania 35? Well... Because both seemed fraught with uh, ill-prepared public transport, as we say. <laughs> well, it was funny because we actually left early. Me and Murray were like the second that Becky Lynch gets the title mid-March. 
darted out of there, and there were still queues. There were still queues. Yeah. WrestleMania 35, we were on a tighter content deadline. And I was, like, leaving the next day. We were for All In, but it was just different. It just felt a little bit more, like, especially when you're in America as yeah. well. We, me and Murray, there were, like, everyone on the carriage was, like, chatting to us. Mm. And there's a really nice bloke to my right who, like, knew my writing and stuff as oh, well. Great. So it's like, a proper nice eagle rub. Whereas we got most of the chat, like, as we finished all in, me yeah. and Hamflip, it was like Beatlemania, man. <laughs> yeah. Outside of the stadium. Which so definitely isn't overstating that. Whereas... Dadleys were in the wild. On the tube... We had a lovely chat with one one guy on one of the tubes. From Sweden. Yeah. But there was another tube where we thought a guy was shoot dead. Yes, that was odd. So basically... <laughs> it was really bad. <laughs> how much minor fame did I experience <laughs> on the transport? At WrestleMania 35, I did. So that was a preferable journey. There was a bloke. Uh, with, I didn't see this, but the way his voice was projecting, it sounded like he was speaking to a rolled-up newspaper <laughs> at Wembley Park Tube Station, explaining to thousands of people trying to plow onto the platform that the remaining tubes like, were all cancelled and this was the last one, so you better get on, losers. <laughs> like, oh. we weren't drunk, but lots of drunk fans were kind of raging about how this was going to be a squash that some of their friends were still on yeah. Wembley Way, whatever it was. And then you was, forget how big the tubes actually are. Yeah. They're enormous. We got like, it was quite nice. We got to the station where we needed to make a transfer and there was, again, one guy, super efficient, saying, the transfer's that way, everybody go that way, holding the train up for like a bunch of people, including us, to get on. So it could have been worse. But it was fraught for a bit, wasn't it? You could yeah. feel, you know those moments when like, oh, like society's this close to crumbling all the yeah. time and you forget until you're in it. It was one of those. I, I, it's a bit like the other day with the Great North Run around here, it always strikes me that every year they go, bloody hell, how's everyone going to get home from South Shields now? Yeah. Just put more stuff on, surely. I mean, this year, what was it like? Three days of rain in an hour as well. Yeah. So it was just people metro that... got shut, didn't it? Yeah. And then I was, I was chatting to someone and they said, uh, yeah, she finally got the metro. God, what a day. I think, I think she'd run the Great North Run as well. Mm. Got back and they'd locked the car park. So she couldn't get home. Oh, to get oh God. <laughs> criminally underfunded the metro. Like, yeah. criminally underfunded. This is all right. Yeah. Uh, again, no riddle, but they're doing this thing where... Yeah, they sick- did, a, I can't sure it was here or earlier, where they were like, let's see that chat from last week with Drew McIntyre, Riddle and Kofi. And Riddle said like three words and they went, right, that's enough of that. Um, let's get to the Drew and Kofi stuff, understandably, with what's been going on. The Drew McIntyre heel turn, I think with or without Riddle, and it might increasingly look like be without Riddle, mm-hmm. um, I think is going to be effective. Like, what they've got is like the world is peck, peck, pecking at Drew McIntyre. It was Riddle's friendship. He lobbed a chair at Kofi's face by accident, <laughs> but, he's, but he's kind of getting increasingly pissed off with everyone, so he hasn't really shown much contrition for it. And now Xavier's like, do you think we've all forgotten that you were a right miserable bastard that you never won in stadiums, loser? Yeah. It's, they've like, there's enough, it's, it's one of them WWE things where it's like, there was significant periods where Drew McIntyre should have been booked better, but now they're using it to their benefit, and they peck, 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 and he will eventually get really angry about this and snap. Uh, yeah, I think, the, I think the snapping point will probably be the one, because... You know, I, I really like Drew McIntyre, but I've never been like a, oh, come on, Drew, mm. stand for him, apart from when, when he started being banter, Drew, when he seemingly just sort of... That was the ticket to your heart. Stopped giving a toss. It was like December, wasn't it, before he won the Rumble? And we I, were like, it was sort of ingenious. Yeah, from who else was it going to be if he didn't yeah. do this? The story was like, Vince cannot decide between Drew McIntyre and Alistair Black. <laughs> and then Drew McIntyre just pretends to be Kevin Nash. It was like, I think Vince is probably going to go with Drew <laughs> yeah. rather than the goth. So, but, uh, so... I've never been like, oh, come on, we need to do this for Drew or what have you. And uh, there's the, obviously, oh, he won this world title. It's an amazing culmination of his story. 
But obviously there's no one there. And then, was it a year later? Yeah. Like, oh, well, at least he'll finally get his world title win over Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania, and then he just didn't. And I was like, oh, well. Uh, it was double banter, was it? It's like, finally I get my main event. Bobby beat him in the opener. Yeah. <laughs> and it got delayed because of the weather. Delayed because of rain. Joe's still wearing his poncho. Like that. Uh, Jagger Edmund interviews Alpha Academy and T- Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, Ciampa's been told by Postman Pearson to make the most of his opportunities. That's why he was out there. Uh, and so they suggest, why don't we have a six-man? And uh, Ciampa's like, yeah, all right. Walks off. And Gable just, ass- well, he doesn't actually say, yeah, all right. He just walks off and Gable goes, I assume that's all right. Uh, then we got Drew versus Xavier. Um, Woods put up a decent fight here. Um, powerbombed McIntyre at one point. Hit a diving leg drop, got a two-count. Uh, McIntyre takes over though sets up, sets up for the Claymore kick uh, Woods hits him with a super kick counters a, a reverse Alabama slam for a victory roll for a near fall um, get a bit of a this is awesome chanting amongst all this Woods sets up for the rolling forearm and just gets Claymore kicked out of nowhere one two three and McIntyre as he's walking up the ramp says it didn't have to be this way really great in places this but oh. Xavier Woods is like Xavier Woods is the wrestler that people think he gets. He's had a lot of stick on this podcast lately. The people think Dolph Ziggler was for like ten years. He has had more matches that nobody ever talks about, or mm. that you just forget after they've happened because that's WWE. You kind of encourage not to remember it, but he can. He's one of their best, maybe one of their best ever utility guys in an era of this content super service where you're not really encouraged to remember the, the stuff. He got really like a proper old fashioned good babyface performance. This because he's a pretty cold character. Mm-hmm. Like it's colder than he's been in years and years and years after the height of the New new Day's fame. And yet his sense of struggle and how he made, like, that top row powerbomb. He's such an athlete in his yeah, Xavier Woods. That yeah. top row powerbomb and the way he deliberately struggled to pull it off, that when he did it, like, the crowd just were really with him and they thought he could beat him. Like, absolutely tried and true babyface work. I was really impressed by Xavier Woods here. That powerbomb was great. I'm, I'm quite buzzing for Drew. The when turn. to do it, can he do it? Yeah. Like, he made that mean something. And later on, they set up a match with Jay for next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just got this Cody Rhodes segment, which was just something or nothing, basically. He came out. Well, what do you guys want to talk about? He gets Before he gets into talking about Jay Uso, he gets interrupted by Dominic Mysterio and J.D. McDonough. Um, and Dom's just being a bell end, flicking his tie, saying, oh, he's going to join Judgment Day. And you're going to look like a twat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you dumb twat. Um, so Rose just chins him, chins McDonough, hits them both with crossroads, and then leaves, presumably to work the dark match later on to pay off the fact that people had probably bought tickets. Yeah, so, yeah. I, that was exactly what this was. Stick him on, already bought a ticket. Put him on a marquee, false advertising, promoter. Weird. This the trade compensation thing. I thought Cody was the red herring, and it was like, it's going to be Sami Zayn or someone, and there's going to be various people angry at Cody because they've lost someone like Sami. Ah. This segment made me think they've changed their mind or haven't made their mind up, and they're purposely giving Cody nothing so that he can jump. I've Like this, ah. like, I wouldn't say, like, I've changed my mind. It's just that, like, I don't know, my faith in the idea has been shaken a bit by this because this was so free of any creative Good job is Cody. Good yes. job is Cody yeah. for this sort of thing. They need to give him something to do. Before he wins a rumble. Mm. This is not doing that. <laughs> Just filling a week, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, Shayna Baszler, Chelsea Green. It went like two minutes. There was a brief second he thought maybe Chelsea's going to steal it with Piper Niven getting involved. But uh, Baszler bro- blocked the unprettier, hit the finisher, the sort of spinning Samoan drop that she does. One, Piper's two, three. Piper's pit. 
Mm. Yeah. But what they're calling it? Oh, um, it was like some really WWE name. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't Eradicatus, was it, or something? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Like, uh, fake Latin? Or maybe yeah, they're trying Latin, to answer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eradicatus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we get Baszler and Niven get into it post match, uh, and then Zoe Stark comes out and gets involved. And now apparently we're going to get a team of Baszler and Stark. I'd like to think that this isn't going to end well, and it's like the good version of the bad thing. Oh, they're not friends. They're obviously not friends. They can't win the belts, and then they fight because I kind of want to watch that match. And I don't know who's going to win. And Stark's Stark came out of the Trish and Becky thing. Samoa Rose is really Trish gave her like a big moment at the yeah. end of the cage match. She's really hard-hitting and one of the tougher women on this roster. Matter against Shayna, who was positioned against as one of like Becky Lynch's potential rivals coming soon. So it feels like they'd be that would matter who's going to win and lose that. And you think they're going to get there by them failing to win the tag belts, I think. I feel like that's what I'm being instructed to view as the plot. Or they here. could reunite Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler now. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I hadn't even thought of that. The history. Think of that. Need a backstage exclusive on what Shayna Baszler thinks. Seriously, so. you think of that. I can't remember what happened. They just sort of. They were never mates. And they yeah. were tag champions for like four years or something. Yeah. Um, we got uh, another video promo with Shinsuke with the. So I really like the. You know, it's just. They were really effective until the match was three stars. Aye. And now. And then, can... was it last week? They, he was like, oh, I, I, I was basically had you beat. And then you, you just sort of won out of nowhere. But then I kicked your ass again. And you're still injured. From that, and he went, all right, let's have a fight now. Yeah, let's do it again. It's bizarre, this. Move to mind games, lazy stuff now. We all agreed. It was weird, wasn't it? It's like, every, all of us agreed. These Nakamura segments are so good. Let's think, look, if they've bought in and he's buying in, maybe the match will over-deliver. And it didn't. One gear. So we're out. Like we're One like, gear where it was like, you know what? I can't find any fault with this. Yeah. <laughs> the things are happening in a pretty logical order here. Good. It's just like really boring. I just, it was very Vince to have this guy who has weakened the champion. He already said like you were. I saw the stuff where he was like, "You got a dodgy back. You can barely hold your kid, and uh, I'm going to manipulate that on the show and beat you." And then he lost, and then he kicked his ass again. And then the week after, he was like, "Oh, bloody back! All right, I'll fight you now." And Shinsuke said no. And then this week, he just said, uh, "I'll challenge you when I feel like it." Which I was like, "They were like, we've got four weeks back till the." Yeah, there's a weird deal where. There's no, like, I'm as guilty of this as anybody. There's no consistency over, like, when you criticise the wrestlers versus when you criticise the creative, and it's a collaborative process, and maybe it's a bit of everybody all the time, and you've got to just go for the whole thing. But especially now that, like, wrestlers are online, and you kind of feel like, hey, I want to start a kickoff, and you've seen it when wrestlers respond to criticism sometimes. Mm. This story was pretty great going into payback. Nakamura either couldn't get up for it or just doesn't have it in him to get up for it in the way he used to. So he couldn't really pay off how great the build was in the body of the match. And Seth Rollins kind of sucked too. Like, he just gave up selling. Like, this back stuff was totally believable. Mm. And Nakamura doubled down on it. You're not going to be able to walk your daughter down the aisle. You're not going to be able to pick her up while she's still young. And then, like, Seth's like, oh, my bloody back. Anyways, a Phoenix splash. <laughs> yeah. like, he, and he does this. Like, he can do the body part stuff until he wants to get to his moves. And it's like, oh, Tyler Black's back then. It cannot be doing work rate, workhorse, champion, fair, which is pretty boring in the wrong hands in the wake of AEW putting like, you know, 4.75 star matches on pretty much every single week. And when they have a stretch where it isn't, it's like, well, this company's finished. And Gunther on his own show is, you know, five times the worker in my opinion. The 3.5 star frog splash, 
does not cut it in comparison. He was better as a clown. Do you remember that Taboo Tuesday where they really didn't want Shawn Michaels to win the vote because his leg was shoot injured? Yes. And, and he did anyway. <laughs> so Triple H and Shawn, and I'm never an advocate for Triple H versus Shawn Michaels, but this was one of their only good matches. They basically worked a match to. where Shawn took hardly any bumps and was just held in various different leg submissions and sold them because it was out there that he was hurt. And that was the match, and it went for them, like, what, 12, 40 minutes? Like a spry 14 minutes. Yeah. Triple H worked the leg, Sean couldn't continue. It was pretty great and pretty dramatic. I would have taken that from Seth and Nakamura. Don't try and out-wrestle the people on All In and All Out. Just sell the back. Yeah. Nakamura kicks really hard and you've got a bad back. I'd have bought that. Right, it yeah, just... it reminded me a bit. Was, it was like a, an NXT takeover where Gargano was like, oh, God, I'm really hurt, I'm really hurt, I'm really hurt. I've hit my finish, one, two, three. Kushida. That was it. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he was a heel. Yep. What a mess. 4.75 stars, apparently. Yeah. Just shy, of, just shy of one of the best matches ever. Was it? Yeah. A star and a quarter over Punk Joe. Uh-huh. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, then Rollins came out and talked about his history and people sang his song and said, I tried to be different people, but I, <laughs> I'll be being myself. And he's wearing that preposterous outfit and the sunglasses and what have you. Uh, and uh, the fans are the reason I can be, you know, at peace with my past and proud of my future. But I've come here to fight. Let's, 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 come on, let's have a fight, Nakamura. Um, and calls him out, and then the Nakamura's backstage and says, oh, I thought you were, weren't going to be medically cleared, so I've already fought already, and he's kicked the crap out of Paul Ricochet. Yeah, good job, Logan Paul program did. <laughs> and then uh, he says, I'm going to take your title, but uh, not today. The, the challenger decided when he's going to get a title match. He's not going to fool us into thinking, oh, now I really want the rematch. Like you knew at payback. Oh, I wonder how they're going to get to the rematch. And this is their way. Yeah, it's like Nakamura terrible. decides when. Yeah, it doesn't count. Piss you blood. can't have that one. It's poor. Not good. Uh, Balor approaches. Balor approaches Jay Uso in the back, saying, "Oh, like like what you did to to Owens." Winks at him. He says, "Look, you uh, McIntyre might not be a fan of yours, but uh, all of us in the judgment are. I am. Damien Priest is. Dominic Mysterio is. Rhea Ripley is. For real, says Jay. <laughs> uh, Pretty good. Good stuff. Yeah. A bit young, but." And uh, Ballard just says, the door's open. Then we got the six-man tag. Uh, We're going to do it. <laughs> Where are we? Uh, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, Alpha Academy and Tommaso Ciampa versus Imperium, <laughs> Alpha basically. Alpha Academy and Barry versus Imperium. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, really enjoyable, this. Imperium worked over Gable. Gunther just chops the crap out of him, as he's been doing for weeks. Gable breaks free, in comes Ciampa. Close lines and inverted DDT on Vinci for two. Otis gets the hot tag, uh, slams Kaiser, hits a caterpillar, gets put into the post. Gunther comes in, Gable comes in, crowd are loving this. Uh, Gunther hits a German suplex, but Gable puts him in an ankle lock. Vinci flying crossbodies to break up the ankle lock. Vinci, so good. Gable hits a chaos theory. When did Imperium unlock this speed setting? Oh, no. Remember in NXT when something just clicked? And Aye. Oh, Jesus Christ, these are monsters. I think it was when they, ch- they started changing their names. When they started being, do you know like, Oh, there it is. Uh, Gable, yeah, Gable hits a chaos theory. Gunther breaks that up. Champa knees Gunther out of the ring. Kaiser takes out Champa. Otis takes out Kaiser. Gunther takes out Otis. Uh, Gable puts Vinci in the ankle lock. It looks like Gunther's going to come in and break it up, but Champa catches him, puts him in the Gargano escape, and he has to watch as Vinci taps out. The crowd loving this. Breathless drama. Yeah. Breathless drama. I loved this. It was so well put together. It was so hot. The actual standard of wrestling was just so crisp and dynamic and lively. Like, the 
bit where Gunther has got was it Vinci in that um, Chaos Theory and the save, I was genuinely like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was reduced yeah. to like a child or a punter watching it <laughs> because it was just absolutely mathematical precision. They've made Gable look like this monster baby face. He's just like, all right, okay, well, he's winning this match. He rules. He kicks ass. And just at the last nanosecond, mm. like Gunther's timing was as incredible as he is. Mm. It was fantastic. The pivot of American Alpha's baby faces, despite the Otis comedy, yeah, to being like a workhorse yeah. guy, is brilliant, isn't we'll it? We'll be eating good <laughs> if there's a better TV match on the wrestling this week. I know it's because of the damage they did to their own legacy, truthfully. Champa and Gargano, right? If this DIY reunion is coming, you would assume they'll go Champa Gunther for the belt or whatever. Gunther beats Champa, Imperium beating down Gargano. Gable's beating Gunther. Yeah, like Champa gets beaten down after the match. Gargano returns to make the save. DIY versus Imperium, it's going to be great. It's going to be really, really good. And I know people it's one of those matches I could not have been more bored of at the thought. Yeah. yeah. Like two, three years ago. It's potentially back, you know. Um, aye. Gunther, Gunther Orange Cassidy for rest of the year, I think. They're in a race for it now. It's Kenny Omega or Brian Danielson. Oh, those, those old balls. Sick of them too. Sorry, sorry for investing in usage. I do apologise. And like Orange Cassidy's like 40 or something. Let's yeah. <laughs> not leave stacks out of this conversation. <laughs> Uh, Judgment Day are having a meeting they're confident Jey Uso is going to join them uh, Dom's not happy he obviously can't be ringside for Ripley's match she says don't worry Mammy's always on top Sidge what's she uh, it's where she likes the cowgirl position when she has penetrative sex with uh, Dominic Mysterio all reverse cowgirl still on top <laughs> Nakamura's going to fight Ricochet next week um <laughs> Tiffany Stratton is in Postman Pierce's office. Tiffany Stratton is in Postman Pierce's office. That's actually coherent. Fallon Henley's been sort of backing away from that gimmick. Is that like reverse cowgirl? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was, yeah, that's what I was talking about. Uh, <laughs> so, and or Jensen. Yeah. Am I right in thinking this whole thing got set up because Tiffany Stratton actually accidentally said Becky Lynch was NXT Women's Champion? We, yeah. Worked mistake, we think, don't we? Worked mistake. Okay. A decent little story, yeah. actually, all told. Yeah, so she's fighting Becky Lynch on NXT tonight. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, more on that in the NXT preview later. Um, she's annoyed that uh, the red card basically hasn't been rolled out for her and Becky Lynch wasn't there. In comes Lynch, uh, and they, they've uh, signed a contract. Or they have signed, they're asked, they're signing a contract tonight for the, sh- the match on NXT. Um, Stratton says, I've been nothing but respectful to you, Becky Lynch. Um, <laughs> what has happened? <laughs> Apologise uh, for uh, calling her an NXT Women's Champion. Uh, don't know why you're coming after me and my title. She says, I wasn't paying much attention to you before you showed up and used my name in vain. Um, but now I've got no attention. No, 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 George, but <laughs> pay attention to you. Um, she says, look, you're incredibly, you've got incredible ability, but you're as dumb as a box of rocks. Uh, you could be the future, but you're being focused on only being famous. Um, and I'll make you famous, and I'll take your title. She signs the contract, uh, and Stratton says, I've got no problem making my name a joke. Uh, I'm the greatest NXT Women's Champion in history. <laughs> signs the contract. <coughs> that's well excited. That, that's gone wrong. That has gone, that has gone badly wrong. all right. <laughs> this isn't quite banter enough to include it in our mystery preview of NXT, but to set up the match, Tiffany Stratton went, See you next Tuesday, oh. bitch. Toodles. Fucking angry. You get it, you call her a <laughs> <laughs> I love this feed. I can't understand. Like, Becky Lynch and Dominic I Mysterio. I love it. I love I, anything. I love it. <laughs> Becky Lynch and Dominic Mysterio have made me realize that, like, 
the trick to being excited about these weird brand crossovers. No disrespect to Baron Corbin or like Mustafa Ali or Apollo Crews. Is that like you need to send like the entertaining ones down, don't you? Yeah, yeah. That's when like all of a sudden there's a bit of a spark. Like the uh, and another good ones are here. Yeah. <laughs> what's, uh, what's the latest on? Uh, the latest on Gable Stevenson. How's he getting on after that feud with Baron Corbin? He and was been taken off the roster. Yeah, taken off the roster. Yeah. Then he worked a house show. He's back. Ah. Oh. Yeah, he worked an NXT house show over the weekend. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. So he's back on the Largo loop. <laughs> Main event time. Yeah. Rhea Ripley versus. Oh no. Oh god. Not another one. You must have been buzzing for this, having not watched Payback. Yeah. Yeah. They did it again, Sish. Yep. How, how is this boring? I think Raquel Rodriguez is... Uh, maybe she was more protected than she ever was good. You, like, have fond memories of that fight they had in NXT. Mm. I, I, did I imagine that? Because they had, like, sort of that Charlotte Flair Rhea Ripley punch each other really hard the, chemistry. They had the plexiglass everywhere, and they just smashed each other through it. Mm. So they had a nice environment as well. Incredibly bleak environment. That's it wasn't nice, is it? <laughs> they had an environment. Yeah. Now they've got a ring, and it's just, yeah, I think Raquel Rodriguez probably all along was more protected than good. She kind of dieseled yeah. her title reign, if you remember. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't, uh, just have a watch. Don't <laughs> It's a new gimmick I'm bringing to the... Uh... Did, you, did you see Nash, like, leaning into the camera? I don't care about the punk thing. Did you see the numbers? For yeah, I know. <laughs> Still the best. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Rodriguez is the, one of the few people who? who can... Raquel Rodriguez is one of the few people. Honestly, he's not sharp. It's fine, it's fine. It's yeah. big back. Uh, she uh, <laughs> she takes over on uh, Ripley immediately, chucks her out of the ring, boots her into the barricade. to the way you deliver that. It's like a kid eating a worm at school. <laughs> oh, I've got to get him back on side and bring back. <laughs> uh, they take each other out with running boots. Uh, Ripley kicks her and hits a Northern Light suplex for a two count. Rodriguez blocks a riptide, snake eyes, back body drop, big boot for two, goes for the corkscrew elbow drop, but Ripley gets her feet up. Ripley goes up top, does the, the Guerrero shimmy, hits a frog splash, does the NXT kick out face. Oh, my God. I thought of you oh immediately. Oh, my God. It was, it was the worst I've seen since Ruby Soho. That was the one yeah. for me. It yeah. looked, it was so OTT. I cringed with embarrassment. There are so many kick-out faces now that you cannot become the new, like, reference point, can you? Soho was the one I thought of. That was the last worst, and now we've got a new mm-hmm. worst. So bad, I actually took a screenshot. Did you? <laughs> I'll show you later. There's no point in doing it on a podcast. <laughs> uh, so Ripley tries a cannonball off the apron, but Rodriguez catches her, drives her into the announce table, Joe Punk-esque, mm-hmm. uh, with, with slightly less colour on that one. <laughs> 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 Honestly, <laughs> pathetic. Surrender Cobra. Yes. Uh, she also sort of Tehana bombs her onto the edge of the ring. And for a split second, I thought, oh my God, they're going to switch the title here. Uh, but as the referee's checking on Rhea Ripley, Nia Jax returns. Yeah. Yep. Attacks Rodriguez. Simone drops her outside the ring. Rodriguez climbs back in. Immediately gets hit by a riptide by Rhea Ripley. One, two, three. Post match, Ripley celebrates. Uh, turns around, like, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> Nia Jax, who headbutts her, gives her a leg drop, does the banzai drop in the corner, and then just sort of paintbrushes on her and sits on her and blows the ground kisses, and the show goes off the air. She's the best. She's such a wild card. Nia Jax, a total wild card. That looked like it absolutely crushed her sternum. Yep. Right in a bread basket. <laughs> <laughs> like, it looked like a reedy head. And then, like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I love like, those kind of slaps. Oh, 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 oh. 
not to get dark, but it was like the same day that, that like old clip of Medusa and Sherry Martel went viral. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. This and I was like, wow, like has she been extremely online today? And I was like, what studying tape? Watch, watch <laughs> the clip of someone was like, ah, oh, that's really dangerous. I'll incorporate a bit of that yeah. into my return because that's what I do. Yeah, because <laughs> I do. So Nia Jax is back. Let's go. Let's go. I mean, the, people were saying like, oh, the last, the last act of a desperate a, man. Do it with Charlotte Flair, please. Oh my god! See that again. Sorry, go on. Oh, I was just saying because the, the end of the McMahon era. What's the what's the final card you can play? Bring back Nia Jax. But well, apparently she's been signed for like a month, and they they've just been waiting for the key moment. Oh, I thought you meant that like she signed a one month contract. <laughs> They're gonna have on a rolling month to month. Hey, more, oh, more companies should do that. Yeah. Was she in the rumble? She was in the rumble this year. Yeah. She? Yeah. They blew the queue and her name appeared on the that was it, screen yeah. <laughs> before like the. Count it down. Like the one thing people love. Oh, who's going to be number 30? I'm not like most girls. 10. No. Oh. <laughs> That's the one thing didn't want to happen. <laughs> uh, any final notes on the end of the McMahon era? That's it now, obviously. So, it, uh, aye, this was totally overblown, was it? It's a weird and unique thing. And it obviously, we can't be too glib. Like, there could be some horrendous news coming this week for people. Yeah. Like, this merger uh, is going to yeah. bring, you know, job losses and all that sort of stuff. It is weird and unique and strange that a McMahon-controlled promotion isn't the top of the wrestling tree for, what, 50, 60 years, whatever it is. Otherwise, it's hard to sort of assume there's going to be any major creative differences. I don't think they'll look to change... How WWE looks and feels anytime soon. It's more boring office stuff that people you'll never know will ha- like be going through stresses. So it's like you don't want to trivialize it. And uh, what's the name of the new entity? I think it was uh, TKO. Holdings. <laughs> <laughs> don't trivialize it. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> He's back. Uh, right, let us know your thoughts on the mineral. Uh, on. <laughs> at what culture? What? Have you just. Thought of that to do, or we were doing it beforehand. Were you here for X? Oh, we here. All right, all right. Okay. Okay. I thought we just because we were going to X. The dark Twitter. So I thought we just independently arrived at the exact it's same bit. Is threads finished? Was it ever part? Yeah. You know you can't quote tweet anymore. Apparently, what? That's the new thing. You're not going to be able to quote tweet on. You're not going to be able to quote repost on X because the, mon- the way the monetization like works. You know, like you can get mon- you can monetize. Oh, I heard about this. You can monetize yeah. your ex. So a lot of people just quote. So only it works for quotes. And then I, I don't know how it works, but basically, you're not allowed to do it anymore. Which is probably good because quote tweet dunks. That's at the expense of a certain failed podcaster. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not is so good, Al. Is the monetization thing the reason why people are like, who's a, who's a good world champion? I'm like, why are you asking this question? Oh, because yeah. they can just get a response. That's it. How are those accounts going to get any new followers anymore? Like, there, uh, name your favorite three wrestlers from 1994. Yeah. Go. One has to go. Stone Cold. The yeah. Rock. Yeah. Which lunch people table would this, you sit at? People did this, losers, before you got money out of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pathetic. Follow me on X at M Yeah, keep it X <laughs> at my comfort. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. If you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. I'm so excited. That's it now. Lunch and then the NXT preview. <laughs> oh god. So join us for that later on. For now, it's been the raw review. Before to having a break and then eating a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> My thanks to the Dadley boys. I don't know how to end this now. How do I say that now? My thanks to the dad. My thanks to two thirds of the Dadley boys. Or oh, my fellow Dadley boys. My thanks, my, yeah, yeah. my thanks to the fe- my fellow Dadley boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.